Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Magic of Transformation podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's coming in so strong for me to record this episode. And I always feel really intrigued and accomplished after I record these episodes that that just really, really want to come through. And this is definitely one of them. I think this episode is going to be interrelated to a lot of other episodes that I've both put out and that I will be putting out in the future. You could almost think of them kind of like a series, I think. But some of the episodes that I've put out in the last couple of months, it would really benefit you to listen to those as well. I'm sure I'm going to mention some of them and I will link them in the show notes, especially the one on bypassing. And I know that a few follow-up episodes to this one will also pertain to what I'm going to be speaking about today. A few things before I dive in. If you are not signed up for the Weekly Dose of Magic, you can get signed up for that in the show notes. This is a free, a free offering of mine. I have so much fun creating these, crafting these little doses of magic for you. And they are bits of content that you are not going to get anywhere else from me. So be sure to sign up for the weekly dose of magic in the show notes. I've been getting so many new subscribers in the last month or two, and it's just a joy to be growing this magic community. Wherever you listen, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show and also rate and review. I just really appreciate it when you guys take a beat to rate and review the podcast. If you review the podcast on Apple, you will be entered in to win a one-on-one magic session with me. This episode in particular is one that you will want to send to people. And in terms of who to send it to, I always just suggest that you Keep an open mind while you're listening, and if somebody pops into your head while you're listening or a few days after, then trust that and send them this episode. You never know what what people are going through, and maybe this episode is just the thing they need to, to break through, to get to that next level, to find some reprieve. So yeah, just keep an open heart, open mind, and if your intuition guides you to share this episode with someone, then follow through, you know, in love, follow through. I have a client right now that is going through a rock bottom. And in in my workshops, especially in your life's work, I have a little resource library. And so I'm primarily recording this episode to put in that library if and when my clients do feel like they run into rock bottoms. But I thought, why not do a podcast episode and and share it with all of you as well? Because I think when we go through these stages of the cycle of transformation, it can be so helpful to know what's happening in these little segments, these pockets of the journey. It can just, it can just honestly make all the difference to know what is really going on and how it fits in with the cycle of transformation, what's happening, what you can do. And it also helps to know that you're not alone. We've all had rock bottoms, some of us bigger rock bottoms than others. And so that's what I want to talk about today. The first thing I want to talk about or or distinguish is the difference between a rock bottom versus the darkest moment before the dawn. So I did another podcast called, I think it's called, It's Always Darkest Before the Dawn. And it was about what's happening in sort of these darkest before the dawn moments, because that is often the moment when we can, when we're tempted to lose a little bit of faith about all the work that we've done. And we're tempted to lose hope that what we're trying to manifest will will come through, like we, we lose hope that it's going to happen. There's actually a pretty significant difference between the darkest moment before the dawn and a rock bottom. And The reason I want to distinguish the difference here is because I have a lot of people, not clients per se, but people that will just kind of text message me or hit me up or, you know, even sometimes like friends or acquaintances, um, just people that I know that they will talk to me about something they're going through and they will think they're in the darkest moment before the dawn. They will think that they're about to break through. When what's actually happened is, in a lot of ways, they haven't even begun. So if you think about going from point A to B, 
A is when you start out on a transformative journey, you start out trying to manifest something or rid yourself of a pattern or change your life in some way. And B is when it's done. It's when the manifestation comes in. You've already changed your life. Everything is better. You don't have to face this problem again. A lot of people think they're just on the cusp of point B, meaning they are almost done and it's about to happen. And they're just barely on the journey. Like they're very close to point A. And this happens all the time. I myself have made this mistake many times in the past, not so much anymore in the last year or two, but I used to make this mistake all the time. I used to think that I was almost to the other side of something when I hadn't actually done the work to transform it. What's actually happening with these people that are telling me like, yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost to the other side. And I have an intuitive sense that they're not is where they're actually headed is they're headed towards a rock bottom because all of their efforting and their attempts to keep things together, but a avoidance of doing the deep psychological and emotional work is going to lead them to crash and burn. And I don't mean like, I don't mean that in some, you know, oh my God, they'll never recover sense. It's just leading them to a rock bottom. So I want to give you some signs of what it's like to be in the darkest moment before the dawn versus signs that you might be in a rock bottom. And before I do that, first of all, I just want to distinguish what a rock bottom feels like. And there's kind of two forms of a rock bottom that I'm going to cover today. But just in general, a rock bottom really feels like almost a little bit of despair, like nothing is working and you feel totally overwhelmed. That's kind of what a rock bottom feels like. But people will experience this and they will think they're in the darkest moment before the dawn. And sometimes the darkest moment before the dawn can be a little bit of that. But there's a few things to distinguish the two. So signs that you're in the darkest before the dawn moment is that your life has already been improving massively. So you've been on a transformative journey. Let's say that let's say that you're always triggered by a certain kind of person. And for some reason, that kind of person seems to be in your life in a lot of different ways. Like maybe one of your family members is like this, someone that you work with is like this, et cetera, et cetera. If you've been on the transformative journey where you're actually doing the work, meaning neurologically reprogramming and feeling and expressing and moving through all of your emotions, and you're at a constant edge with the work that you're doing, meaning like it does feel hard to you, but you're still choosing to move through, then what's going to happen is that your life is going to start massively improving. You're going to be triggered less and less by that person. That doesn't mean that this person isn't still showing up in your life. They're still showing up and they're doing the same things, but you're just not triggered by them anymore. That is a sign that you are closer to the darkest moment before the dawn, that if you're feeling a little low or like, is this ever going to totally go away? But if you look back and you think, actually, it has been going away, things have been easier, then that's a sign that you're in the darkest before the dawn moment. So your life has been improving massively, you're triggered significantly less, like just significantly less. The triggers are coming in very few and far between. And you've had small manifestations leading up to what you're manifesting. So this is if you're trying to manifest something, you know, giving you another example of, okay, I'm trying to manifest a bunch of new clients or sales or patients or something like that. If you're in the darkest before the dawn moment, that means that you have been manifesting it like they have been coming in, not to the point that you want them, but they are coming in. And you kind of go through this little dry spell of all of a sudden, like they kind of stop that can be the darkest moment before the dawn in that instance, because you can look back and say, well, it is improving small bits of this ultimate manifestation has been coming in. That's all signs that you're in the darkest before the dawn moment signs that you're in the rock bottom. Nothing much is improving. You're still getting triggered often. You find yourself overwhelmed frequently. The same situations or problems keep repeating and you find yourself complaining about the same things over and over and over again. Nothing much has changed for you. If you're honest with yourself, 
nothing much has changed. That's a sign that you are in a rock bottom. Now, there's two different kinds of rock bottoms that people can face. One is when it feels like your whole world is crumbling. This is kind of like everything just crashes down. It almost feels like the perfect storm. And it feels like nothing is really working. That is what you might call like a whole life rock bottom. Like everything feels like it's not great. And then you can have rock bottoms that just have to do with certain aspects of your life. Certain events, like maybe you have a rock bottom with career, maybe you have a rock bottom with money, maybe you have a rock bottom with your relationship, where you just kind of come to the end of yourself. It's like, you're just so overwhelmed by the situation. And nothing seems like it's going right. And you're getting hit from every angle about that one thing. And then you can be in a rock bottom with that one situation. Now, when someone undergoes a experience where it feels like they're getting hit from a lot of different angles with a lot of different situations, and it feels like everything is crumbling, then they can be experiencing what most people refer to as the dark night of the soul. And this is what I might call your biggest rock bottom, like the biggest rock bottom that one will face throughout their life, where their rock bottom feels so heavy And it just feels like you're so overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And you've never really felt this before, but there's like something enormous that's shifting within you. There's a lot that's moving around internally. And in a way, it feels like you're kind of drowning, like you're trying to tread water, but you can't seem to get your head above water. That's the dark night of the soul. Once you've had the dark night of the soul and you've moved through it, and then you hit other rock bottoms, they will all be substantially easier to move through after you've gone through that first big one. So if you feel like right now you're in the dark night of the soul, like enormous rock bottom, here's what I want to tell you about what is happening in this space and why it's actually the best thing that's ever happened to you. Anytime we are in a rock bottom, whether it's your 50th rock bottom and it's around one specific subject matter or situation, or this is your first one and you're in the dark night of the soul, any time that you're in a rock bottom, what's happening is the universe wants to bring you back into alignment. So what do I mean by alignment? We all have our most authentic self. This is the part of us that is really pure. We have a life force energy that is characterized by certain personality traits and things that we are naturally good at. What happens throughout life is we are influenced by people telling us when to do things, how to do things, things that we should do, things that we shouldn't do, things that we can do, things that we can't do. And because of all of these experiences, particularly in childhood, our most authentic self gets clouded or blocked by things that people tell us we should do and character traits that people tell us that we should have. So it's almost like we then take on a different persona based on what we got validation for in childhood, based on what we got punished for in childhood. And then the person that we are acting as in the world, the person that we are being, is slightly out of alignment with our natural life force energy, with our natural authentic self. And here's the thing, this is the most important thing, you don't know this is happening. I think authenticity, by and large, is a really confusing topic for people because everyone thinks they're being authentic. But if you haven't done a significant, and I mean a fucking significant amount of work to deconstruct your childhood, to understand exactly how you were influenced by your upbringing, by your caretakers, and I mean journaling about this in therapy or done like a significant deep dive in a workshop or something, then it's still unconscious for you. I mean, unless you make it conscious, unless you do actual work, you guys, actual fucking work to make it conscious, it is not conscious. You can think all day long that it's conscious, but it's not conscious. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's true. So you have to do work to make what is unconscious conscious. 
And if you do that, if you really deconstruct like, yeah, why do I choose this in life? Why do I make this decision? Why am I emotionally reactive to this? Why am I triggered here? Anytime you are triggered, it is triggering something from your past. So do you do the work to deconstruct what it is triggering from your past? I mean, the majority of people in the world don't. In order to identify who your most authentic self is, you have to make whatever is blocking that authentic light and essence from coming through conscious. You have to see it because you can't change what you can't see. You can't change what you can't see. You can't change what you can't see. So you have to do the work to understand what it is that's blocking you and you have to remove it. Now, when I say like you have to do the work to understand what is blocking you and you remove it, that's really confusing. It's like, okay, cool. How do I do that? Yeah, that's why I build the workshops that I build. That's why I have all the programs that I have is to show you exactly how to do that because I had the same question. I didn't understand how to do that. I over time started to understand, okay, I have an authentic self that's trying to break free, but I have all these things in me, these fears, imposter syndrome, insecurity, all this stuff in me, all these thoughts that are blocking me from just shining in the world. How do I remove all those thoughts? How do I remove all my fears? How do I remove all my blocks? How do I remove the shoulds and the can'ts and all of that? And that's what my workshops do is they help you remove those things and get in touch with your authentic self and your intuition and shine really bright. And so if you're interested in that, the workshop I would recommend for that in particular is your life's work. So we have our authentic essence, our authentic self, and then we have the persona that we have taken on because essentially we've had to, because we had to do it to stay safe in childhood. We had to do it so that we wouldn't get in trouble. We had to do it so that people wouldn't be angry with us. And what happens in a rock bottom is the universe is essentially saying to you, it's time to get back into alignment with who you are authentically. It's time. So in your rock bottom, nothing is working like it was before, and you can't ignore it anymore. Like I see so many people, you know, especially people that they'll show some initial interest in my workshops, and then we'll talk about it, and then they'll say, I don't know, I, th I think I'm just going to wait. And that's fine, right? Like I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong by waiting, but a lot of times the reason they're waiting is because they're trying to ignore what's really happening. They're being avoidant of what's really happening internally. They're not actually stepping up to the challenge. And so what will inevitably happen for them if they don't seek out ways to align with their most authentic self is they will hit a rock bottom. And to be honest, a lot of the people, not everybody, but a lot of the people that sign up for my workshop, Your Life's Work, are in a rock bottom because they've come to the end of avoidance. They've come to the end of themselves. They've come to the end of being able to just ignore what's happening and pretend like it's not happening. When you hit a rock bottom, the universe is trying to wake you up to your truth. To your truth. It's saying you can no longer go on ignoring this. If you're hitting a rock bottom or dark night of the soul, what's your truth? And why can't you see it? If the universe is trying to wake you up to your truth, what is your truth and why can't you see it? Because things have been out of alignment. Because you've been living from the false persona. We can't see our truth if we're living from a false persona. But the reason you've been living from a false persona is because you've had to. Again, because you didn't want to get in trouble. You didn't want to feel guilt, shame. You didn't want to get rejected. So if you're hitting a rock bottom or dark night of the soul, it means that you don't have to live from the false persona anymore. It means that you are ready on some level to remove the false persona, to remove the blocks, to get rid of the fears, to get rid of the things that are blocking your light from shining. Your life does or can have the resources that you need to live from a place of real truth. If you are hitting a rock bottom or dark night of the soul, it's because it's time for you to and you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. And a rock bottom is meant to free you. 
rock bottoms can be so painful. Trust me, I've had many. But there's a part of me that feels relieved if and when I've hit a rock bottom because I know that I'm about to break through. I'm about to break through emotionally because I've come to the end of resisting. So in a rock bottom, it's like you're overwhelmed. Nothing is working the way that it used to. You feel like you're getting triggered from a lot of different angles. Again, you can have a rock bottom where it feels like it's like the dark night of the soul and everything isn't working out. Or you could have a rock bottom in regards to particular situations or subject matter, like a rock bottom around a relationship or around career or around money. Now, if you are in a rock bottom around one of those specific things, the process of moving through the rock bottom will move just slightly differently for you, meaning it will likely move faster than if you are in a like kind of dark night of the soul or everything is crumbling around you. And the reason for that, it's just simply because you've had more experience with it and there's less blocks or less of your persona that you have to excavate at this point because you've already been excavating. You've already been doing a little bit of the work. If this is your one of your first kind of rock bottoms or you're feeling like it's the dark night of the soul, then it could move slightly slower for you, but it all depends on what you do in your rock bottom. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment, how exactly to move through a rock bottom and how to make it a little bit easier on you and their tools that you can use and, and all of that good stuff. The more rock bottoms that you go through, the easier they will become. And that's because of a few reasons. One, it's because there's less to do, less to excavate. Two, because you will learn with repetition how to navigate them faster, especially for you. And three, and this is probably the most important thing, is you're going to resist the rock bottom less. What will keep someone locked in a rock bottom is they will really go into a state of despondency, despair, or depression, and they will numb out there. So if you're in a rock bottom, but you're numbing out or dissociating, that's going to keep you in it longer. The other thing that's going to keep you in it longer is resisting it, pushing against it, like trying to practice positivity or using a bunch of fucking mantras or saying like, everything's going to be okay or getting a bunch of therapy. But the energy behind the therapy is in resistance of feeling what's actually happening. So not acknowledging what's actually happening. And I have to say, if you're in the resisting energy, then you're probably not at the very base of your rock bottom, because when you're really, really down in it, you've lost the will to resist anymore, and you have to just face it. It gets so bad that you have to face it. So if you feel like you're on the downslope of a rock bottom, like nothing's been working out for a long time, things aren't getting better, then my suggestion to you would be acknowledge the fact, the situation that you're actually in, that things aren't getting better, that maybe you're not doing the work like you think that you're doing it. And acknowledge the fact that you could be in a rock bottom and accept it. And then use the tools that I'm going to talk about in a moment for how to move through your rock bottom versus resisting it and telling yourself a bunch of lies about how you're almost through it and how you're actually in the darkest moment before the dawn because you're not. At the base, at the root of a rock bottom, if you are truly, truly, truly in a rock bottom of something, it is actually a really beautiful place to be because you've likely already moved through many of the stages of grief. So when we think about the stages of grief, there's technically now six stages of grief, but the stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and then the sixth stage of grief added by the amazing David Kessler is finding meaning. So the stages of grief were actually stages of dying that were introduced by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who helped people move through the emotional aspect of facing their own death. And she coined these stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But what 
people have found, what we have found is that anytime anyone loses anything or grieves anything, they're going to go through all five of these stages, not necessarily sequentially, but they will hit all five of these stages at different moments. And what I have found in my own work and work with all my clients is that these are also the stages of attachment. So if you have a deep attachment to something, you will move through these stages as well in terms of releasing that that deep attachment. And I will probably have to do another episode on that because that is at least one other episode of information to to really give it justice in terms of what I mean by that. But I'm going to give an example of this from a career perspective, because I think that a lot of people can relate to that. Let's say that you're not super happy in your career. And you think it's because maybe you don't have a lot of success. So you take a bunch of continuing education or courses or get a bunch of marketing, make a new website, do all these things to have more success in your career. And no matter what you do, it's not working. Or even let's say it is working and you do have more success, but you don't find yourself fulfilled. And then over time, that lack of fulfillment grows and things start falling apart things start falling apart. Telltale sign of a rock bottom is things are falling apart. That lack of fulfillment grows and grows and grows. And you kind of get to the point where like you're not enjoying any day of work. And it almost feels like things are robbing you of your happiness. That is you entering into a rock bottom. And what the universe is trying to do there is it's trying to show you, hey, there are things that you are doing that are not actually authentic to you. And these things are blocking your true light from shining, and they are blocking you from expressing your truth, the truth of who you really are. The path to true happiness and fulfillment is to identify your authentic self, your authentic essence, and let that part of you shine, which means we have to remove all these things that are out of alignment with that. We have to remove all the blocks, all the things that are blocking you from living your truth and shining brightly. And because you're not doing that on your own, I'm going to move you, I, as the universe, I'm going to move you into a rock bottom so that you literally can't function anymore in the environment that you're in doing what you're doing. Because I want to help you break free and shine bright because what you're asking me for is success and happiness. And the route to that is through authenticity. If we think about this in terms of relationships, A lot of times what I see with clients is that one person in a relationship starts evolving because they're doing personal work, psychological work, spiritual work, whatever, and the other person isn't. The other person isn't changing or evolving at all. And so the one person that is evolving starts feeling discontent in the relationship because the other person is staying the same while you are traversing all these levels and exploring all these things and becoming a different person and becoming more of your authentic self and you're shining brightly and you're excited by life and you're doing all these things. And the other person is just not doing anything and they're just staying the same. But you have a past with them and you don't want to disrupt that and you feel still close to them and you love them. So you hold on to that. And then eventually something shifts. And I'm by the way, these are just hypothetical examples. I'm not saying this is what uh, is going to happen in your case or that this applies to you. You have to discern if these examples apply to you or not, okay? So eventually, that relationship starts to feel really bad to you and you have to acknowledge to yourself that it's not working. It's like there is something energetically and emotionally that enters into your being and that says, I can't go any further in this relationship in this way any longer. And you start to get really down and depressed about the relationship. That is a rock bottom with a relationship. Now, what is happening in the relationship? Like what has led to your rock bottom? Well, at first you were denying. You were denying, that's the first stage of grief, denying that it's even happening pretending, ignoring, being avoidant. Like when I told you that, you know, people say, oh, I think I want to do your workshop. And then they're like, I think I'm going to wait. A lot of times that's just they're in this stage of denial. The first stage of grief, the first stage of releasing attachment, denial. Then they move into a stage of anger. Anger is where you oftentimes will blame things external to you for what's happening. Well, the reason that I'm not happy in this relationship is because 
they're not evolving. The reason that I am unhappy in this career is because these people that I work with aren't doing what I want them to, or the right clients aren't coming to me, or whatever. You're blaming other people for the ways that you are feeling. This is anger. Then we have bargaining. This is a lot of times where people will, like if it has to do with your career, maybe you start doing different marketing schemes, or you like get a new website, or if it's in your relationship, you start trying to plan dates to infuse a little romance in. So it's like you're trying to give concessions, you're trying to put a bandaid over the actual problem, and that's bargaining. And then you hit depression. And depression is really where you are finally hitting your rock bottom. But depression, despair, is right literally before you have a breakthrough because you've already oftentimes passed through the other stages. Now, how, again, how is that different from darkest moment before the dawn? The darkest moment before the dawn is that you've actually already passed through all of that. So maybe you hit a rock bottom. That was the beginning of the journey. And then you started doing all the actual work required to change that. So you did deep, deep, deep psychological work. Maybe you did some neurological reprogramming. You spent a lot of times with your feelings and emotions and your truth. You made what was unconscious conscious. You started significantly improving the overall quality of your life. Maybe you left that career. Maybe you broke up with that person or you told them your truth. And maybe then they decided to commit to changing internally in the ways that you're changing internally. And things have been really, really improving, but they're not quite where you want to be, but they're almost there. And then you kind of go through this period of where it seems like things are kind of in a stall or lagging. And you're like, man, is this ever going to get to that final point, like that final manifestation, that final moment that I've been craving? That's darkest moment before the dawn. So that's the distinction between darkest moment before the dawn and rock bottom. And hopefully that can clarify for you which one of those that you might be in. If you are in a rock bottom, that means you are just on the cusp of actually facing what's going on. And that is the primary thing that you need in order to break free and do the actual work that you have to do to break free from this prison. So much of what I see in people is just the reluctance to step into the work, to just do the actual work. And they convince themselves that they're doing work, and that's them in denial. If you're not in an edge, you're not doing the work. If you are not digging into your history or your past and understanding how that is influencing your future, you are not doing the work. And I mean, I really feel like if you're not neurologically reprogramming in some way, then you're not doing the work. Okay, so if you are in a rock bottom, primary thing to remember here is that the universe is trying to help you break free from parts of you that you no longer need to be carrying. These fears, these things that are blocking your authentic self from shining, the universe is trying to help you get rid of these because you are ready, because you're ready to break free from them and you're ready to start shining brightly in a new way, a new way than you ever have before. And These rock bottoms happen no matter where you're at on your journey. So even if you've had a dark night of a soul and you've had a million rock bottoms, these are still going to probably happen to some degree. They're going to probably feel lighter and a little bit easier, but they will continue happening so that you can keep breaking free. So if you're on a journey of evolution, they're going to keep happening. But I can guarantee you they are much, much easier. I mean, they do get easier and easier and easier because you have less and less to excavate and because you're already shining brighter and brighter. And because you know what's happening, you know what tools work for you in that space and you don't resist anything. So last thing I want to talk about here is what to do in a rock bottom. Okay, so I'm in a rock bottom. What do I do? Number one, you need a shit ton of space, like a lot of space. If I feel like for some reason I'm either in the darkest moment before the dawn or a rock bottom, I give myself so much space there, you guys. I mean, like I clear my schedule. I do things that I find to be nourishing and filling. I go to the park. I go on walks. I sing in the shower. I take baths. 
I dance around. I do a lot of like emotional processing, but I have a lot of space because when we are in a rock bottom, we have significantly less capacity to do things that we normally do day to day. So if you want to move through a rock bottom quickly, you need to create more space in your life. That's number one. Number two, you need to feel your emotions as much as possible. Now, sometimes, especially if you've not done work with a therapist to clear out some of your childhood history or emotional history, it can be really overwhelming to feel all your feelings. It's almost like you don't have enough nervous system regulation or capacity on board, resources on board to feel all your feelings. And so what you want to do in that case is you want to find a therapist, a therapist that is a trauma-informed therapist and a therapist that works with people's history, works with people's childhoods, because a lot of times that is where the source of the things that are blocking you are coming from. Obviously, you can do this in my workshops. I mean, all of my workshops do this to a certain degree. Your life's work does it the most. But a significant amount of my clients that take your life's work are also in therapy. So they have a additional resource and a therapist on board. Now, when it comes to finding the right therapist, again, you want a trauma-informed therapist. And my suggestion would be that you work with a person that specializes in IFS, internal family systems, and or a Jungian therapist, J-U-N-G-I-A-N, Jungian. Those are really the best at excavation at removing the old programming that needs to be removed. And of course, if you guys have been listening, you know that I'm a huge fan of EMDR. So therapists that can use EMDR. Another one is like brain spotting or deep brain reorienting. These are other treatment modalities that are really good and that I would suggest when looking for a therapist. So hopefully you have a therapist on board, but whether you do or you don't, In order to move through the rock bottom, you have to feel all of your emotions. Emotions come up to come out. Emotions are kind of like you could look at them as the energy around the block. So if you don't feel the emotions, if you don't process the emotions, if you don't let them through, then the block will not move. So you have to feel all the emotions to move them up and out so that the block can also move. The fear can also move. The thoughts can also move. All the things that are blocking you from being you are covered and surrounded by emotions. And so those emotions have to move for that block to move for your light to start shining. Now, what always happens at the end of a rock bottom is you have a breakthrough. And what the breakthrough actually is, is a shift in perspective and a release of attachment to something that was blocking you. So the shift in perspective and the release of attachment of something that was blocking you go hand in hand. When you have the breakthrough, you will have the shift in perspective and release and attachment. In order to facilitate the breakthrough and the release of attachment and that shift in perspective, in order to facilitate that, all of the emotions have to be processed. And you have to make what was unconscious conscious. You have to identify the things that you were believing about yourself that aren't true. Because ultimately, you were either believing something about yourself that isn't true, you're believing something about your reality that isn't true. For instance, taking that relationship example, there is probably a deep subconscious belief that you won't be okay without that person. That not being with that person would be detrimental to you. And so what might happen at the breakthrough, at the end of the rock bottom, at your shift in perspective, is you suddenly realize that what's actually true to you is that your soul needs to be bright. It needs to breathe. And in order to stay with this person, you are actually dimming your own light because you don't want there to be too much of a shift in frequency. You don't want there to be too much of a difference between you and them. You don't want to lose touch with them. So what's actually happening is you're slowing your own growth so that you don't outgrow them because you're afraid of losing them. But your soul is screaming like you need to break free. Your soul needs to be free and you need to let yourself out of that prison. And then when you come to the breakthrough, it's all of a sudden like, I love myself the most. 
and I refuse to keep myself in this prison. And I'm at the point where the pain of staying in this prison is greater than the fear of leaving. I'm at the point where the pain of staying in my situation is greater than the fear of changing. What blocks us from being our most authentic selves is a fear of change, but a rock bottom inflicts so much pain that the pain is greater than the fear of change. And that's why a rock bottom can be such a deep, deep gift is because it actually helps you break through that fear of change. And then you can make the change, which will liberate you and will ultimately lead you to way more happiness than you can possibly imagine. Your breakthroughs and perspective shifts never happened before you felt all of your feelings and processed them through. You cannot shortcut that process. I can't tell you how many people that I've known that are deeply spiritual people that know that whenever things happen to them, it's really a lesson. So what they'll do is they'll immediately start trying to find what the lesson is in a trying situation without actually processing the difficult feelings that accompany that experience. Difficult experiences are triggering difficult emotions in us for a reason. It's actually through feeling and expressing and moving through those emotions that will facilitate the deep integrated breakthrough. Not like a, okay, I know this to be true, so I'm just going to keep telling myself over and over again, and I'm like a fucking mantra. Like, mantras don't work if you don't believe them. Repeating positive thoughts don't work if you don't believe them. Saying things to yourself that you want to be, that you want to believe doesn't work if you don't fucking believe them. What we want to do is we actually want to create a deep-seated shift in perspective. And in order to do that, in order to create an integrated shift, a shift that will last and not one that you're just trying enforcing, you have to feel all of your feelings around what's happening. And then the breakthrough will just happen for you naturally. You will know when you've had a breakthrough because all of a sudden the way you see the situation is through a totally different lens. It's like you suddenly see something that you can't unsee. That's a breakthrough. That's a perspective shift. That's what we're going for. And that new perspective shift will help you take different actions. And those actions will inevitably free you from your situation because they are realigning you with who you are authentically. Now, are there tools to facilitate breakthroughs? We know that we need more space. We know that we need to process all of our emotions when we're in a rock bottom. We know that we need to acknowledge what's really happening. We know that we shouldn't resist it, but accept what's happening. What else can we do? Well, you can use reprogramming tools. The tools that I have in my offering, specifically in Trigger Free and in Your Life's Work, are reprogramming tools. So they help you go into a subconscious state to uncover what is unconscious. So we can't access what's unconscious. By nature, it's unconscious, right? But if you can shift your brain waves into a different state, and then you use certain prompts, you can actually uncover what is unconscious, you can make it conscious, and then you can rewire it, you can actually change what that programming is on a neurological level. That's what Trigger Free does. And I have a whole bunch of different types of reprogramming in your life's work. So whenever we have these kind of watershed moments, these breakthroughs, these sudden shifts in perspective, what has actually happened is on a neurological level, something from the unconscious, a belief that you've had suddenly shifts and now you have a new belief and it's a new perspective about the way you see yourself and the way you see the world. You can facilitate that with the right tools, with neurological reprogramming tools. And so again, that's what I have in Trigger Free and in your life's work. Other ways to facilitate that is sometimes tons and tons and tons of journaling. And I mean, sometimes literally, I mean, loads of it, you just like you continue writing until you just can't write anymore. And sometimes you will have a I mean, frequently, you will have a breakthrough or perspective shift in the process of writing. Now, if you're in a rock bottom and you are doing your best to make unconscious what is conscious there, so you're either doing that in therapy or you're doing it through like a reprogramming process or through loads of journaling. 
So you're doing that. You're trying to create space to make what is unconscious conscious. You're doing work around your childhood and your programming to understand what is blocking you from being your most authentic self to understand what the distinction is between, okay, what is my most authentic self versus in what ways have I been guided to be a certain person or persona that I'm not actually that person authentically. It's really hard to see that. Again, that's unconscious. Okay, like you can't just like know what that is. You do actually have to do some work to uncover what's authentic to me versus what is not authentic to me. But if you're doing that and you're giving yourself a lot of space and feeling your emotions, those are all the things that are going to facilitate much more, much more rapid breakthroughs in a rock bottom. And these breakthrough moments or these shifts in perspective can come at any moment. Like it'll just happen for you. It'll just like that, like a light bulb will just flip on in your mind. Sometimes it'll happen when you're doing the dishes, when you're taking a shower, maybe after you've just done a huge crying session, or when you're in therapy, when you're doing reprogramming, when you're journaling, the breakthroughs can come at any moment. But the breakthroughs are going to be the actual shifts that will facilitate you to make different decisions and get out of the rock bottom. One last thing I want to say about rock bottoms is a lot of times people, especially if they have avoided doing a lot of therapy or if they have avoided doing a lot of mental psychological work, like I've had people tell me that they're afraid of their subconscious. They're they're not doing the deep psychological work. Those people, especially you guys, we want them. And if this is you, we want you to be in a rock bottom. Because that's actually what is going to facilitate the change. So sometimes when we have like friends or colleagues that are going through something difficult, or you can see that they're totally self-sabotaging, or you can see that they're being totally avoidant of what the actual problem is, we have a tendency to want to rush in and point it out to them and be like, hey, yo, like you're doing the same shit again, or you're not listening to me, you're, you're complaining about the same thing, I give you advice, you're not listening to me, or you're only going to end up in more pain. And we have this tendency to want to rescue them and show them the way. Sometimes the best thing for them is to get to a rock bottom. I remember I was in this relationship, and it was a really fucking destructive relationship, probably the most destructive relationship I've ever been in. And It was something that I needed on my journey. It was years and years and years ago, but I was in this relationship and we fought all the time. I mean, it was like very tumultuous, (laughs) crazy. And I remember I kept going to this friend and processing with her and just being like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. And there was this one moment where I went to her and it was like the way she looked at me was like almost like she was at her wits end, like She didn't know what else to say to me. And it just clicked for me in that moment that I was the problem. I was choosing to stay in this relationship. And it was for a whole lot of reasons. Like this person was fulfilling this deep need that I thought I needed to have fulfilled by them. And all this, all these lies, they were ultimately lies that I needed to break free from. But I was really locked in this mental prison of misunderstanding, thinking that I needed to stay with them. And it was like the look on her face of like, I don't know what else to fucking tell you at this point. That really helped me break through because you know what she didn't do in that at that moment? She didn't try to save me. She just looked at me. And it was almost a look of like disappointment and pity. And I realized then like, whoa. And it was within a week or two of that that I really hit a rock bottom. And I ended up breaking up with this person. But I needed to hit that rock bottom. Don't try to rescue people from rock bottoms. Don't try to rescue them before they hit it. And don't try to rescue them when they're in it. Because this is a crux point for them. It's really a point of them finding their own power and you want to let them. Now, does that mean if you see someone doing something that's really self-destructive or self-sabotaging or they're about to make this like terrible decision that you should never say anything? What I want to say to that is use your intuition. And if you do say something to them... Make sure it's from a place of non-attachment and from love, not from judgment, not from worry, not from this frenetic sense of like, well, I have to save them, but just a, hey, listen, I'm coming to you from a place of love, a place of non-attachment and non-judgment, but I just want to share something with you that I'm noticing. Take it or leave it. That's the energy with which I would suggest you may share things with people that you see are self-sabotaging or avoiding something or in, are in a pattern over and over and over again. 
but most likely they're not going to be able to receive it from you because they're mind blind. They are blocked from seeing what they're actually doing. They're blocked from the cycle that they're in. And what they need to get to is a rock bottom because that is what is going to facilitate a change for them. As we continue evolving, our rock bottoms become less intense because we are less reluctant to do the work to see the truth of our situations. And that's the gift of rock bottoms. They do facilitate the truth of our situations. They do create breakthroughs. And again, if you're in a rock bottom, it's because you're meant to be in one. It's because you're ready to see something that you've been avoiding. It's because the universe wants you to shine brightly. It's because you are too important to keep hiding. There is a truth in you that is fighting, fighting, fighting like hell to break free. And it's so amazing. It's so lovely. It's this part of you that wants to shine vibrantly. And the rock bottom is just what you need to help it start shining. If you have any questions about your rock bottom or what you're experiencing, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. You can DM me at Stephanie Zeller Speaks. You can also connect with me through my website, thetransformationschool.com. If you feel like you're in a rock bottom, especially with your career or with money, then I would really recommend your life's work for you. It's interesting, though, because honestly, I've had a lot of people go through your life's work and they've moved through a rock bottom with their relationship too. your life's work is an extremely comprehensive program. We're not just focused on work. We're focused on your whole life holistically. It's just that there is a specific focus around aligning with your work in the world. But please feel free to reach out to me if you feel like you have additional questions or need any additional support. I could potentially use those questions as a part two to this episode because it is a very big, extensive topic. And as I stated at the beginning, if anybody popped into your mind while listening that you feel like could benefit from knowing and understanding what's happening in their rock bottom, then please feel free to send this episode to them. We can all use support in our rock bottoms. That is for sure. In our rock bottoms is oftentimes where we feel the most lonely because we have come to the end of ourselves. We've come to the end of pushing, of forcing, of denying, of bargaining, and we are really just in this place of like a rawness there. And that is a place that we could use a little bit of extra love and support. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I just want to say, if you're in a rock bottom, keep going, my friend, because you have no idea. You have no idea how much grace and light is on the other side. And you will feel so much better when your truth is liberated, when you're able to stand proud and free, when you're able to let your own light shine. That is what is waiting for you on the other side of your rock bottom. So keep going. Keep going. This wouldn't be happening to you if you weren't ready.